88.1 WKNC. You've now tuned in to the local beat. We're on into the first hour of today's show. I've got a great show lined up for you. Right now, the Light Pines are joining me in studio. And for the next hour, they'll be hanging out with me talking about their first Friday show coming up at Tiernanogue. And then from 6 to 8 o'clock, i got a two-hour special for the Troika Music Festival. But right now, joining me in studio are the Light Pines. Thanks for coming in on the show today. Thank you for having us. And you have a show coming up actually tonight, November 5th. It's at Tiernanogue. It's for first Friday. You're playing alongside 12,000 armies as well as nude hues. That show starts at 10.30? That's correct. 10.30 p.m. is the time the show starts. I assume you are going on last. The Light Pines are. That, that's where, that we're under that impression, yeah. yes. That, that's correct. <laughs> but it, it, the, the thing is, is that I guess all of you, there's going to be sort of a mishmash here of you're all sort of going to be playing throughout the night. Nude hues, 12,000 armies, and the Light Pines – you're all under sort of the drug horse collective. You share uh, band members. So you're pretty much, some of you are going to be on stage like the entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be one of those those people. Carter and Tom will also be up there all night. Nude Hughes, that's sort of a, a newer band, uh, sort of a side, or not a side project. It's the new project, I guess, of Tom and Carter Guy. Uh, used to be in Max Indian. They're also in the Light Pines. Have you seen them play live before? No, I've never seen them live, but I've definitely heard them playing at the house quite a bit, making music. So I'll be in the same boat as the majority of the audience to really, I guess, catch them for the first time. I, I don't know what to expect. How's the sound at the house? <laughs> Sounds crazy, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what kind of music, nude hues? I mean, they sort of sound scapegoal. They're sort of, I don't want to say they're, you know, progressive or anything. <laughs> what, what would you... I don't really know how to define Nude Hughes. Uh, it's very free-spirited, I guess, is a good word. You know, like It's a, pretty uh, vibed out and <laughs> uh, experimental, I would say. Experimental is a good term. It's, it's really chill, too. Oh, yeah. It's really easy to sort of just kick back and listen to. Mm-hmm. I've seen them live, and they've played on the local beat twice now, but um, it's definitely yeah. different. It's different from all the, the rest of the drug horse bands, I would say. Different than most bands as well, you know. They're uh, <laughs> kind of doing their own thing for sure. Yeah, and twelve thousand armies, of course, they're playing. They don't play often, uh, and I believe they've only played maybe two or three times this year so far. And so it's always great to see uh, Justin and, and the rest of that group playing out as well. Let's talk a little bit more about the Light Pines, though. Uh, and and I do want to talk about the band members. Josh, how many band members do the Light Pines have right now? There's six of us. You know, you've had a lot of past members too, right? I mean, this has sort of been a rotating cast. Yeah, there was definitely a um, a period with the love language where to get the the project rolling, um, there were members of the love language who I guess made up uh, or played our first show. But then, of course, it's, you know, at that level impossible to sustain two bands with the same personnel like that. So I had to get a band together that could do the Light Pines full-time and um, met James, Ryan, and Carter, I guess, about a year and a half ago when I moved to Chapel Hill and um, was a big fan of Ryan's solo stuff and Max Indian. And I don't even think when I first met them, I was pretty in the throes of the whole love language thing. Light Pines was really on the back burner you know, it wasn't like I met them. It was like, okay, these are going to be the people that make up the light ponds. It was, 
definitely a long courtship where we just hung out, met each other, became friends, talked about music, played together just recreationally. And yeah, when it came time to really get the Light Pines Project up and going, you know, it was like, well, they're my friends and they're the most talented musicians I know. So it was a pretty obvious decision. So yeah, the six piece really formed out of me, Kate and Tom being, I guess, the core members of the group and then moving to Chapel Hill and meeting these guys. So it worked out really well that way. I want to backtrack a little bit to what you said a minute ago about uh, how the love language and the light pines couldn't sustain each other. The two bands together because, you know, who would commit to what? Well, you know, we have James here. We have Ryan, Carter. I mean, you know, several other members in the band are in more than one band. Uh, James, I think you're in like 15 different bands. I'm probably exaggerating, but... That's pretty close. You're pretty... I mean, <laughs> it's, you're in a lot, right? I've narrowed it down to about four now. A uh, four? Yeah. I had to I had to get out of a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan, you do a lot of stuff as well. Yeah. So talk about that. How do you, you know, compare... You know, why couldn't that Light Pines love language group stay together? And, and how can this one do that? I think the main difference is that none of the stuff that we're involved in right now is really touring. You know, when the love language started to pick up, they started going out on the road a lot, which cuts down on the amount of time you have to do stuff. Here. Yeah, I mean, if you're always on the road with a certain band, it's not like you can be playing other shows with other bands while you're like on the other side of the country. But most of the stuff that Ryan and I are involved in is all local, and we just play around town. Sometimes we'll go to Wilmington or, yeah. you know, other places in North Carolina, but there's no big, like, touring going on right now. Right. And with the Light Pines, do you all plan on touring extensively? Uh, yes. Yes, um, as extensively as possible. We, I think next year is going to be the majority of our time will be spent on the road instead of, you know, here or in Chapel Hill or at home, um, you know, my lease ends. Oh, a lot of us live together and our lease ends in March. And we've already pretty much recognized that there's not much point to renew our lease because we come hell or high water are going to be on the road, like trying to. So you're play. planning for like a massive tour here. Absolutely. Around. Absolutely. I mean, you know, massive in the sense of number of shows played, but we definitely, I mean, want to do all of the U.S. and uh, would love to get over to Europe. And uh, we're talking with some booking agents right now. So that's the big piece there about if you have a booking agent, obviously it makes it a lot more easy to to do that. And, yeah, it looks like we're pretty, pretty certainly going to be uh, touring quite a bit next year. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to The Local Beat right here. And 88.1 at WKNC, I have in – the Light Pines. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about how they plan a massive, extensive tour coming up here. How do you go about planning something that that big? You know, the entire U.S., Europe. You know, that takes a lot of time to prepare all that, doesn't it? Or do you sort of do it when you're out on the road? It's not actually that hard when um, you know, if, if you like a booking agent setting up shows for you. Um, it has a lot to do with willingness to do it <laughs> and having people do it for you. Um, right. Getting those um, people to but do it for you. Once you're in the position of somebody's setting up shows for you and saying, hey, the next two months, these are your shows, you know, city to city, you're pretty much an autopilot and, you know, <laughs> hopping in the van and drive, you know, playing and driving to the city, uh, you know, the next day and repeat for two months. I mean, the love language 
fell into that boat really quickly when it transitioned from playing locally and our idea of touring was maybe doing a show in Wilmington and then a show in Charlotte the next night. And then all of a sudden that crew fell into the the ground control deal where it was like, okay, you've got a tour out to the West Coast for a month. And I mean, what else do you do other than <laughs> make it work? And I mean, it's it's not easy, but it's like Ryan said, it's a willingness to set your life up in such a way uh, in anticipation of that, that at the you know drop of a hat, you're ready to go on the road and do it. And that's kind of one of the more, I guess, subtle parts of trying to be a career or professional musician is the decisions you make at home and like in your like professional job and, you know, anything like that. It's all geared towards having the flexibility to allow you to pursue your goal. And that's one thing about this band being as as tenured as everybody is at playing music. Everybody knows what it takes to be ready to go. So, um, yeah, it's actually once the tour is booked and set out, it's a lot easier than my normal life of living at home and making it to work and stuff. Is that scary? Are you a little scared? I mean, you're you're not renewing your lease. You're sort of packing it up and, and living out of a suitcase for a while. I mean, does that frighten you at all? Are you a little excited? No fear whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm completely excited by it. I think uh, there's a lot of confidence in the project, and I think there's just uh, overall a, a sense of we just want to get out and play for people and hopefully come back from tour and really have furthered the whole enterprise and but nah no fear at all i mean just can't wait i'm yeah. i wish march was tomorrow it's yeah it's kind of biding time right now <laughs> well tomorrow you might be recovering from tonight's show at the tunanog irish pub in downtown Raleigh for first friday light pines and playing alongside new hughes and Twelve Thousand armies show starts at ten thirty this evening we'll be right back with some more at light pines we're going to talk to them a little bit about the love language as well as their new album coming out sometime in the future. And you're listening to 88.1 WKNC. This is The Local Beat. I'm your host, Adam Kincaid. Joining me right now... The next half hour or so are the Light Pines, band out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. We've been talking about an extensive tour they plan on doing sometime next spring and summer. Or actually, I mean, probably 2011. Yeah, I I think if everything goes according to plan, we'll go to uh, South by Southwest in March. I think it's mid or late March. And then tour from South by Southwest uh, as long as possible. Come home. Uh, kill some time and go on another tour and then come home again, kill some time and go on another tour and maybe end the year in Europe, which would be <laughs> pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what next year is looking like for us. Um, some lofty goals, but I think if one band in the air can do it, I think it is the Light Pines. I do want to talk a little bit about the history here of the Light Pines. You started off as what I guess a lot of people in the industry refer to as the side project of the Love Language, uh, another popular band in our area. How do you feel about that term, uh, the side project of the Love Language? Well, 
I don't know if, I mean, if people think it's the side project, then I, I have no opinion or I, I don't see side project as derogatory. You don't or, think it's a negative term? Oh, no, not at all. Um, I mean, if, if anything, it generally indicates somebody who's, you know, prolific enough that they're playing in a band and, you know, they still have or want an outlet for their creative ideas. So they're spending their free time making more music, uh, you know, their own music, which I, I definitely don't hear the term side project and think like dismissively about it. But um, right. the real nature of the way things happen is you know, Stu and I were in a band together that broke up. And uh, this is prior to the Love Language and the Light Pines. Stu and I go way back to third grade. We had been songwriter, uh, songwriting friends and music friends for a long time. The band we were in broke up. He moved away. I stayed in Raleigh. And basically he moved to Winston and started doing the love language thing. And that pretty much coincided with uh, me and Tom in Raleigh starting the Light Pines thing. So they were literally started pretty much simultaneously. I mean, there was a time where I, I had no contact with Stu, really, and my first contact with him was in me, like, posting the first Light Pines songs we recorded on MySpace, just happened to notice that Stu had posted, you know, I think it was uh, Two Rabbits, um, you know, his first, like, love language song, and it was like, okay, cool, uh, Stu's doing this, and I'm doing this, and there was a, definitely a period where he was recording that, and I was recording the Light Pines, and they were forming at the same time and just as fate would have it Stu ended up playing live and playing out very pretty much you know soon after he started recording the love language stuff and then it just eventually led to him needing a uh, backing band and he came to me and Tom to play a few shows um, because we had been in bands in the past there was a relationship there and it was kind of like okay we'll put the light pines on hold and help Stu with the do some shows with the love language but I, nobody knew like from the at the start that the love language was going to go and progress like it did it just snowballed and before we knew it the love language was like a full-time gig and the light pines just got put on the back burner out of necessity of just like hey look, we we have a chance to go on tour you know that's exciting for musicians so we did that um but yeah and so it's not a side project in the sense I wasn't working on the Light Pines during the Love Language period. That whole, the demo of like 24 songs was recorded and completed prior to us even joining the Love Language. So is there sort of a friendly rivalry or anything of that sort between the Light Pines and the Love Language? I mean, you sort of started off at the same time, <laughs> Love Language got going, uh, and then, you know, the Light Pines. Is there any sort of rivalry between the two bands, if friendly, you know? Um, I, I think absolutely. I know there's rivalry on my part. I want to like, you know, I mean, <laughs> Stu's my, you know, one of my best friends since childhood, but with like so many cases of friends, there's rivalry. And especially when you share an interest of like songwriting, it's a very natural feeling or tendency to want to outdo one another. Uh, that's, we definitely had that background and Bands we had been in in the past, there was this, always this element of kind of one-upsmanship of I wrote this song and brought it to the band and we all like it. And then it would be like we'd, <laughs> we'd leave that rehearsal or whatever and 
the other person be like, gosh, I got, I got to write a good song now too. So, I mean, that's just ingrained, but it's absolutely friendly. I don't think they have much <laughs> envy for us. I mean, they're signed and, you know, living the dream as far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I just, I want to get to where uh, the love language is, but um, yeah, a lot of respect between the two bands. And I, I don't know if there's like a misconception being that there was a parting of the ways of some members of the Light Pines from the Love Language to do the thing, to do their separate projects. But um, it's amazing how many people like come up to me and will kind of say like, hey, are, you know, how are things with uh, you and the Love Language or you and Stu? And I mean, things are really and truly <laughs> perfectly fine. Like everybody left that project and went their separate ways on very good terms and yeah but the rivalry thing sure i mean we want to be better and bigger than the love language but we also want to be better and bigger than you too i mean it's not specific to the love language it's just yeah we like we want to be better than everybody and that's what our you know primary focus is right now well the light pines are playing tonight at tunanoga irish pub in downtown raleigh it's first friday they're playing with Nude Hughes and 12,000 Armies. That show starts at 10.30. Josh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you said earlier that you sort of put the Light Pines on hold while the love language was starting to pick up and take off. What about, did you keep writing songs? Did you have everything sort of already out and, you know, all your demos recorded and just sort of put that to the side? Or did you continue to work? I mean, you said you put it on hold. Did you actually just completely stop the yes, Light Pines? absolutely. I was ready to stop. I mean... The 24 songs, that was a, uh, it, it did reach a point at the end where it, there were a lot of songs that were ideas and partially finished. And you, like anything, you reach that point where you're just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta wrap this up and finish it. And there was a period of about five months where I, that's all I did was work on finishing songs and spend a lot of time doing it. And I, I'd say overall, it was a pretty good, year and a half of recording and writing and by the end of it i was sick of it i mean you know just th that's part of the why the love language thing was such a welcome change because it was an opportunity to go from sitting in a rehearsal space by myself for hours on end and nobody hearing the songs to being getting back to playing in front of people so the 24 songs were done just sat on my computer i burned a few CDs and gave them to friends. But beyond that, you know, I was done with it and knew I would come back to it at some point. But the love language definitely came up at a time where I was ready to be done with recording and uh, not playing in front of people and not, you know, performing music. So it was very easily put aside. Come with us. What's the point in being free? 
88.1 WKNC, you're listening to The Local Beat. We're on into the first hour of today's program. Joining me here in studio are the Light Pines. We've been talking about the, the history of the Light Pines, uh, how it came together, sort of what, what brought the group together. I want to talk about the future right now. Uh, there is an album coming out sometime in the future, right? Yes, yeah. that's correct. We hope. We That's that's what it's looking like, but... uh. How long have you guys been recording this? Um, I think actual recording, uh, we're doing it ourselves at our house. And I think we started, I don't know, Ryan, do you have a I month? I feel like it's about around six months. I was going to say six yeah. or seven months, um, which what, we're in? I think we're in, we're, is this, we're is, in November is, right is now. October, so, uh, November, Probably around May, I guess we started and... Six months is a little deceiving because the recording of the album partially coincided with the alignment of the current uh, personnel in the in the band. So there was definitely a period of transition and people learning songs. Um, you know, the songs for the most part were already written before we started uh, tracking, and there was definitely a period of having to learn how to record ourselves better. Because I think we we started the recording with the intent of doing a five-song EP that we were going to basically use as a means of shopping to some labels and in an effort to make that sound as good as possible and take what we did on the demo a few years ago and push those songs further, we just hit our stride in capturing uh, sounds and what we want the record to sound like. And what started out as a five-song EP that was going to be a pretty like quick run through um, became the notion that we we're going to record a, a proper, you know, 10 song album and shop that to labels to say, Hey, release this for us. We've recorded it. We wouldn't mind if you would pay to have it mastered for us. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was also, it's been an interesting thing becoming a band together, which all kind of coincided with starting the album. You know, we had barely, played together and then we decided to make an album and then throughout that process we just even learned how to work together you know how my plane and carter's plane goes together or how you know all this i don't know kind of had to learn more than just how to do some songs you know yeah it, it wasn't a traditional scenario of band rehearses plays songs live and then goes into the studio <clears throat> knowing what they're going to record, it was, I would say, probably the first two months. And even up until yesterday, uh, things have been in a state of, you know, changing and evolving. Sort of getting the chemistry of the band. Absolutely. Absolutely. And figuring out our identity. I mean, it's me, Tom, and Kate did the demo two and a half years ago, and a lot has changed, you know, in terms of how we want things to sound and how we want the band to be. The demo was definitely done very quick and pretty recklessly. And it was, a you know, this has been a process of, I think, better realizing uh, what some of those songs on the demo uh, were intended to be. But um, we're pretty close to being done with the, with the recording. Um, I would say within the next two weeks we'll be in the process of mixing it and from there we're gonna get it in the hands 
of some interested parties to hopefully get a record deal from the album. But uh, pretty pretty interesting. I think um, anybody who's heard the demo, the very limited few who have heard it, will be in for a surprise to hear where some of the stuff and songs and sounds have gone. So eight songs from the album that we're recording now are on the original demo of 24 songs, and then there are two new songs we've written for this album. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear you say only 10 songs. Oh, we got the demo here, <laughs> and it is 24 songs. I was expecting the, the full length to be like 150 <laughs> or something like that. But you do have quite a few songs. I mean, this demo, 24 songs, before you even like played a live show. I mean, that's pretty pro- prolific, would you not say? I think so. There's a lot of like crap on this thing that like was definitely – I mean, like the note here is uh, most of the songs barely exceed two minutes. And there's a reason for that. (laughs) There was, I mean, a lot of the things were ideas of like outtakes that I would go back and find and listen to. And, you know, sometimes it would be a minute and a half of a piano track and I would just, I'd I'd hear something in it that I wanted to um, capture. And knowing that this wasn't ever intended for any type of like official release it was very much of like jottings in a notebook. But, you know, some of the songs on the demo turned out really well and do sound pretty, um, uh, I guess, well thought out or pretty complex in some of the arrangements. Um, I mean, we, I think the intent was in doing the EP or the, the demo here was to eventually re-record a lot of the stuff and explore a lot of ideas. Um, so, I mean, it's... It's all over the place. The demo is. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff. Another note on the review here on the cover is a lot of the music and lyrics have a sort of Egyptian feel. And I mean, there you go. I don't. You're right. And that's right. There is an Egyptian feel. But I mean, who knows where that came from? It wasn't a purposeful like, you know, we didn't seek. <laughs> we didn't set out to have like an Egyptian feel to it. It was just like, as Tom likes to say and. Um, said from the get-go, nothing is off limits for the Light Pines. And I think, that, you know, that's where this project at its core, where it started out was a complete desire to start a musical project that you did not eight months down the line feel like you were limited by the constraints of like the um, the genre you had maybe initially set out that you were a part of or I've just been in too many bands and seen too many bands who have that initial creative burst, but it's so sometimes narrow or stylized that when it comes time to... It's suffocating. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, it's, you know, we we often talk about it of like being in that box of it's it's a strange phenomenon, but you can take a really talented creative musician and... You know, he he can have this like like I said, initial like outpouring of creativity, and strangely, you become for so many reasons bound to what you put out initially. And that was just what we really set out to do from the get go was have an initial like presentation of music that did cover absolute you know every bass and every genre, uh, every decade that we could that we could muster and pull out. Talk about the sound of the Light Pines. You said it's evolved. You said it's changed since this original demo was released, in what ways, in what ways has the sound of the band, you know, evolved since this conception? I would say maybe less leaning towards a 60s psychedelic feel um, and more of a focused, straightforward. um, We kind of run into this a lot of, it's just so natural to try to 
quantify or define music and particularly your own. And I don't really know how to describe it, especially what it's become. I would still say, though, that there's an absolute feeling and intent to put out on the table everything and that we're going to do anything we want. We're going to incorporate 90s R&B. We're going to incorporate 80s English pop. And we're going to do 70s stadium rock. And we're going to do elements of hip hop and 60s and 50s. Uh, we don't really do 40s or 30s. Um, but uh, <laughs> So that vaudeville. Exactly. Yeah, we, <laughs> I've had I've exhausted that with prior bands. But it was funny when we were riding over here, um, we were listening uh, to the uh, Girl Talk record. And I personally find that a very pleasurable listen. I'm a big fan of Girl Talk. And I realized in listening to it, it's like, he is the epitome, and you know whether it's mashups or remixes or whatever. That to me, that is the epitome of uh, appropriating whatever you want, blending genres, and putting it into like a pop package that people, you know, listen to and like. Girl Talk, I think, does it with a, a more sense of irony, where we uh, do it from a more like a serious uh, or yeah, sincere approach but um you we talk about we talk about the light pines a lot with each other uh particularly me and carter and we talk about it a lot there's i think a responsibility for musicians in the modern age to not everybody can do it but pull from pull from the past and pull from everything in the in the age of itunes and getting music on the internet a la carte one song at a time ipod shuffle whatever yeah People's taste and exposure to music runs the entire spectrum now. And we just want to be that band that's like takes all your favorite things and puts them together. And, you know, like I said, d does it without that sense of irony. And that's our big goal is to really, I think, try to push uh, ourselves and pop music into being as hybrid as possible between genres. We get really frustrated with all the <laughs> sub genres and stuff. If you ever want to like see something pretty interesting go to wikipedia and they have a definition of um the hierarchy of and i guess subdivisions of music and so you can look at pop and then pop breaks down into like 45 different subgenres that are just there's hundreds of genres i mean absolutely hundreds. absolutely but it's just ridiculous the amount of time that has been put into like quantifying and defining these things and anyway we're just looking to blur as many lines as possible and put out ultimately a really like pop record we want it to i want people to have a good time listening to it do you plan on having the album released uh, by the time this tour begins in march yes hopefully it will be released in conjunction with south by southwest and go to austin and tour off of that in support of concurrent publicity for the new release that's the that's the plan at least um a lot of obviously factors go into that but that's what we're shooting for and seems to be a pretty reasonable expectation. That's what the Love Language did. They went to South by in conjunction with the new album being released and having been a part of that, it just made a lot of sense. I mean, that first tour, it was ridiculous. The Love Language ended up being written about in Q magazine in the UK and being listed as one of the top 10 best new bands in the world, which is just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's crazy. I mean, but like, it's amazing what timing and, uh, publicity and touring, all that in conjunction is, you know, I definitely learned that from the love language. It, it 
it's important. Well, uh, when the album does come out, I plan on having Light Pines back in on the local beat, and uh, we can finish this discussion. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming in on today's show. It's been a blast. Look forward to tonight at Tiernan Oak, uh, once more at Light Pines. and playing alongside Nude Hughes and 12,000 Armies. That show starts at 1030. It's, uh, it, it's first Friday. It's beautiful weather outside, and it's going to be a great show. Do all your art gallery and stuff first, and then come on down to Tiernan Oak. Thanks for coming in on the show today. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank Thanks. you. Complete domination. Complete domination. Complete domination. Complete domination. Complete domination. One, two, one, two, three. Let's go.